Hey guys, welcome to episode number nine of the Southern Arrow Podcast. We appreciate y'all tuning in. As always, if you don't mind going to Apple, iTunes, if that's who you're using as your platform, and leave us a review. If not, maybe just share us with uh, your shares to your friends um, on Facebook, on Instagram, Parlor, whatever you're using. Uh, man, share us so that we can get the word out to other people. As always, we appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to us. Uh, had a great podcast today. Got to spend some time with my wife, which is always a plus. Um, other than that, we're going to get right into the podcast. We appreciate y'all. Get in the woods. Get off the couch. If a bear takes your kill, it's his kill. The highs were in the high 20s. Jared jumps in the air and spikes my quiver. <laughs> like he's spiking a football. But one of them had double drops and one of them was probably 30 inch typical. That's what makes the experience. All right, all right. Thank you again for tuning in to another uh compelling and riveting episode of the southern arrow podcast um we're a little bit we're a little bit light on people today um some of us couldn't be here it's just you know it's, it's that time of year um it's sometimes tough um it's this today honestly is the uh, first day of uh, january 2022 and uh my guests have taken the time out of their busy schedule to uh sit down with us and uh and, and give us a, a shout and some talk with us a little bit um, so I only have one person here with me today, and she is brand new to the podcast, too. And uh, tell them who you are. I'm Lisa. I'm Cliff's wife. Well, she, she didn't say better half. No, I'm not going to say better she half. She didn't say better half. I was absolutely <laughs> expecting the word better half to come rolling out of her tongue. Um, so she's the only one who could be here today. Yeah, well, she would have been lying if she'd have said it. I just would have, you know. Um, so Lee couldn't be here. He's got some uh, – he's getting ready to go uh, out of town on a, on a deer hunt. Um, he's leaving in just a couple of weeks. He's got some other things going on. He just couldn't make it. <laughs> Wayne has promised his wife uh, a ton of honeydews, and uh, he, she is holding him to – uh, she's holding him accountable to those honeydews, to those promises. So he couldn't be here today either. So I sympathize with him. I think he'd rather be here than he would be there. But it's, it is is what it is. Um, I have a uh, someone who's become sort of become a friend. We don't talk every day, but me and Derek have been uh, sort of became buddies a couple of years ago. Um, he when he was down here for an archery shoot, and I've met his lovely better half um, when she was down <laughs> here too. Um, Derek, man, introduce yourself for me. Well, uh, I'm Derek Eves uh, from East Central Mississippi in Louisville. <clears throat> um, I've uh, been hunting for quite some time. Just started a new business called Ridge Rock Hunt Company, that, uh, that where we book hunts. Um, I'm, I'm actually a sales manager for a company called Fair Oil Company. Stay pretty busy with it. So uh, that's uh, that's Derek Eves in a nutshell. And I'm also, I guess. Uh, Public relations slash media director for the Mississippi Bowhunters Association. Yeah, I wanted you to get that out there because I, I, I chewed that up the last time we had a conversation. I think I told everybody you were the president, and somebody actually messaged me on Facebook and corrected me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it just sort of stuck in my head, and that's just what I said. And then he's got his lovely better half. So come on with come on with it. 
my name's Lacey Vowell, and um, I, I'm a hunter too. I'm I'm fairly new to bow hunting. Um, I say fairly new. I've been doing it for about four years, but that's one thing that Derek and I really we we try to exclusively bow hunt, um, and we enjoy that. Um, I have two children, Cole and Easy. Cole is a senior. He's getting ready to go to Ole Miss next year. Easy's a freshman, so they keep us pretty busy. Um, so between their busy extracurricular activities and hunting, um, and I'm also the membership director for Mississippi Bow Hunters Association, as well as um, I, I'm, I do all the, the paperwork side of things for Ridge Rock, uh, which is our new endeavor with the, with selling hunts. So, hey guys, so this is a new segment that we'll be inserting into all of the podcasts. Don't hate me for it. It's just how we pay the bills. Um, we're going to be highlighting a property for sale in Southwest Mississippi during every episode, just in case somebody out there may be wanting something of their own. So our first one this time will be uh, 30 acres in Jefferson Davis County with a camp. Uh, check out this 30 acre plus or minus property in Jefferson Davis County, just minutes south of Prentice, Mississippi. Imagine summertime fishing in Jaber Creek, just one of the year-round creeks on this track. This fantastic property also boasts some of the best deer and turkey hunting you'll find anywhere around. The internal road system provides easy access to the entire property, while the preset box blinds are just a short walk from the camp. The whole property is a hardwood bottom filled with multiple species of mass-producing trees. The three-bedroom, two-bath mobile home was purchased new in 2008 and checks all the boxes for a recreational property or forever home. The property also features a bunkhouse and a 40-foot connex for equipment storage. Call me, Cliff Cannon, to schedule a tour on a great recreational property. 601-990-5070 or on my cell, 601 601- Five six five one zero seven zero. All right. Um, for those who may have noticed it, there was a video um, malfunction on my laptop, which all of a sudden dropped the Skype program. So Lacey was about midway through her, her spiel about how uh, important she is to everything that, that Derek Eves does. Um, I think, would that, would that be a good way of saying that? I mean, I know that for Lisa, she won't, she won't admit it, but she is absolutely, you know, everything she does, there's a reason for it. So I sort of feel the same way about that. Um, she takes care of me. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the I'll tell you, he, uh, Lacey takes care of a lot of business. Yep, she does. Oh, and I got to say, so congratulations on the nup. Well, you're not nuptials yet, but you, she, you finally got engaged to her. I didn't wonder if that was ever going to happen. <laughs> so, you sound like everybody else. Well, I mean, you know, you know, for a long time, I thought y'all were already married. And, well, and, that's what a lot of people thought. Yeah, I, I thought y'all were already married for a long time, and then it sort of dawned on me, wait a minute, they're not married. What the hell is he, when, when is he going to do something, you know? Do something, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know? Well, I was waiting for the perfect time, the perfect opportunity, and it was just... Uh, and it was perfect. Well, oh, that's perfect. awesome. I am glad. Congratulations for y'all, and I hope I get an invite, at least in the email invite to the wedding, or send me a text message, man. We might drive up. I would actually, we probably will drive up. You know, if y'all have a, if, if you don't take her off somewhere and, and marry her without nobody even knowing, which I wouldn't blame you for that either, the way things are in this world. But uh, so a couple of things. Um, first off, I really sort of want to ask you about like um, I want to talk to Lacey first. Is that OK? 
make sure. this about her for a minute. Lacey, if you don't mind, um, and I, I'm really not, I don't really like to do the whole interview process, but I think that, um, you know, Lisa, who's going to be over here and be silent and not talk the entire time that we're I'll here. I'll talk. I'm just trying to figure out when to jump in. Well, you just you gotta, talk so No, no, no. You just got to <laughs> jump in. Anybody will tell you, you got to throw in. Lisa started messing with bow hunting a few years ago and then sort of dropped out of it because, like, with you kids and the, the demands of your life and your job and stuff yes. like that. Yes. Were, were hard and it sort of caused her how do you how do you juggle all that um well the first thing i will say is that i've learned to take time for myself because and with bug hunting i mean i feel like that is me pouring back into me uh because for me to be a hundred percent to derek and to my kids I have to have self rejuvenation. Um, and with the bow, whether it's during bow season hunting or I'm out in the backyard or I'm on the course shooting a 3D tournament, that that's time that, you know, it's just, you don't think about anything else and you're able to reset and refocus. And I, I have found that it is hard and we can make ex- excuses, especially for moms we put everybody before us all the time exactly um but it is important for us to take time for us uh so with the bow hunting it does it gives me direction it gives me purpose i feel like and so i don't feel like i'm just out wasting my time you know on something that's null and void so it makes it a little bit easier for me to pour into me uh so that can bring 100 percent back to the table for my family so that's kind of the way i look at the bow hunting and you know you just at the end of the day you have to make the time you have to you have to take off work at three o'clock and go get in the stand or you know when you get home in the afternoon take 30 minutes just to go out and shoot you 20 20 shots you know or or whatever uh just because it gives you that that healthy mind and that healthy focus see and i always find to where i always put everything else still before that You know, even though, you know, work and everything like that, I make excuses. I can't take off work early or I can't do this because I've got this to do or I can't do that. You know, and that's very well said, you know, because we as moms, we do have to remember that we are still a person also. We are still ourselves and we have to dig a little bit deeper and find ourselves. And, you know, that that's that that brings a lot to light right there. Well, that's good well, because I've been trying to get you back on a bow, and for <laughs> two years now, I've been trying to get that bow back and, in your and hands. And he has, he really has, and he he won't admit it, but I, I'm I'm a pretty daggum good shooter when I want to be. She can be, <laughs> you know. But it's well, just, and you know, I will I will say this, and I'll say this in front of Derek. I mean, I, I think that women really. I'm not going to say that we're better at shooting the bow than men but we do take a little bit more focus on detail well and it um, what it was told to me a long time ago when cliff was in this was in fort it, when he was stationed at fort hood texas he was getting me into shooting a bow and i i remember roger peacock just very vividly he set my bow up for me you know got my release and everything done and he told cliff he said don't be don't be shocked when she comes up and she starts out shooting you he says because women are more intuitive with this because they have that that knack for that fine point that's and for right. that fine that yeah. fine tuning well, i've heard i've heard it said that they have better hand-eye coordination many many times um i've heard that women have uh intuitively have better hand-eye coordination right. than men do so well, you know we're a, we're a blunt sword you know 
I don't know. But uh, so, Lacey, how long have you said? Just a couple of years you've been bow hunting? Um, probably it's been four. This would be the fourth season that I've that I've bow hunted. Is it? So how many? Uh, how many? I mean, I know you just had a successful hunt this year. That I want you to tell me. I want to sort of hear that story. But I mean, how many? How many deer have you have you killed with a with your bow? Um, I've killed. So my first season, I killed a doe. Um, my second season, I killed two does. Last year, I did not kill anything, um, and we're not even going to talk about what 2020, we all know what 2020 brought us, and I'm a nursing home administrator, so we talk about time being taken up. I didn't get to do a lot of hunting, um, so I didn't have any, I didn't have any harvest last year. Um, and then this year, of course, I got, I got my, my big boy down, so. Yeah. Well, I, I, I want to know about that. So I, I only saw the pictures. I haven't heard a story yet. I don't know how many people have, but I would love for you, if you don't mind, to tell us, sort of give us a start to finish on this deer because it was a beautiful deer and it looked like you made a really, really good shot. Yeah, so I, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of prep goes into um, having a successful hunting season, and I can't, I have to brag on Derek. He he works very hard to help me be successful in the woods, and, and anybody who's a hunter and anybody who preps things, they know that's a that's not just starting at the beginning of deer season. That's an, an all-year thing. Um, so he's worked very hard to give me good places to hunt, um, you know, mapping out and, and timing deer and things of that nature, getting routines so that we know and, and searching the property to know where they're moving. And um, so I have to give the first and foremost props to him for, for me being able to get this buck. But the way it kind of all planned out, um, Saturday and Sunday, we knew there was going to, we were watching the weather and there was going to be a weather front that moved through, a cold front that moved through on Monday. Um, came came some rain storms cold front moved through and Sunday afternoon Derek told me he was like whatever you gotta do you need to be sitting in this spot by 3 o'clock tomorrow so, afternoon so did you have history with this deer I mean in, in other words I, I guess this is probably as much for Derek as for you did you have Derek did you uh, d- this deer is obviously a mature deer You have you been watching him for a couple of years or was he like new to the farm or what we, we had moved, we had done a little searching on the property <clears throat> to try, try to get a, a different picks and, and just kind of see a, a better hunting situation um, set up kind of deal for Lacey. And so anyway, the, we had this little spot that I had found during turkey season and it just kind of jumped on it and started uh, doing a little work there. And next thing you know, we had uh, that buck and another buck coming in. So I know we had not had any history of either one of the two bucks that were coming in. There's actually an 11 point that was coming in as well, and uh, he has quit coming in since. But uh, but anyway, so no, that uh, no, that there's no history on that buck right there. He was just he just showed up. And that weather, like like what Lacey said, that weather change was coming. Mm-hmm. I told her I was like, if you're gonna get him, today's gonna be the day. There you it was go. Like a 15 degree temp drop, and I was like, today's gonna be the day. So I said, get in the woods Monday morning. So it, it, it kind of back to what Lacey was saying as far as you know hunting and those kind of things and taking time. You know, one of the things that we we've, we've both done this year, Cliff, is we've been real selective about when we hunted and mm-hmm. not because we've both been really busy with a whole lot of things and obviously the new business as well but so we kind of pick and choose when we feel like the most optimal time will be to go 
and then we go. So we haven't actually just really hunted just too awful much this year. Well, but, I uh, think sometimes going hunting just for the sake of going hunting, you know. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like I went hunting yesterday because I, I, I want to hunt, but I, yeah. I promise you I did not hunt some of my best spots. I went to actually I went I walked I did a walk in on a place I'd never been before. You know, yeah. just to sort of get an idea, you know, I get a chance to look at sign, you know, and see if deer are doing anything in the area. And then I just sat there till dark, you know, maybe I, maybe I get lucky. Maybe your big boy comes trotting by with a doe on his, you know, on his nose. You never That's know. Right. But like my prime spots, I'm like, I'm like you. The places where I know, you know, like I say, let's say I go, I got a place that I know I got at least a 75% chance of seeing a buck. Those places only get hunted during optimum conditions, you know, yeah. like Monday will be it probably probably my first all day sit in Mississippi, you know. Yeah. It's going to be a good day to go. it's going to be a great day to go after all this hot weather. Monday's going to be a good day to be in a stand, so I'll probably be there all day, you know. I'm just going to yeah. camp out. And <laughs> my full expectation <laughs> there is you go. I'm camping out there because I got a target deer and hopefully he'll come walking through that area, you know. I mean, I hope he I hope you smack him. Well, I'm we're going certainly going to try, but you know. Well, um, he'll camp out all day Monday and then he'll be at the chiropractor Tuesday. So. I may. That is there's <laughs> That's what happened the last time he done an no all day no sit. Game, well, you know what? Some some sacrifices are worth making. Is all I'll say about that. You know, you I go. mean, if my if my target deer shows up, um, you know, and I do get an arrow in him, then it's well worth all that. All right, Absolutely. You know? All right, Lacey. So I'm sorry I didn't. You know, and we, if you've ever listened to our podcast, we do sort of you know ramble in and out and, and chase rabbits down holes and everything else. It's even worse when Lee and Wayne are with me because then we really go <laughs> off into other tangents and stuff. We start talking about all kind of crazy stuff but so i so you've, you you had your day and so go go keep going from there yep so so i had my day and i mean about 2 30 i was packing my bags i i told my group at work that morning i was like 2 30 i'm out so don't if you see me walking down the hallway don't don't stop me and anyway i was in my car headed home got dressed and um got ready to, to go and i was in the woods set up ready by 325 um i was i was in my i was hunting out of, hunting out of a blind um so anyway i was set up at, at about 325 got settled in just a, a really nice calm afternoon cold um and I had a couple of does come in on me after I'd been there about 30 minutes. Um, and then I just got, I'm, I'm going to be very honest with you, I got real sleepy. <laughs> and my eyes were getting real heavy. And I mean, literally, I felt myself kind of dozing off. And all of a sudden, I, I saw some movement just directly in front of me. And I looked and here he come up out of the bottom on top of that ridge. Yeah, you weren't sleepy no more, were you? Oh no! I mean, and I was like, I was like, okay, I was sitting at attention, like, okay. So he come in on me um, head on, and I mean, looking straight at me, and and of course I watched him, and as he would duck, duck his head, I kind of, you know, got my hand down on my bow and got everything ready, and um, he said looking at me for i mean i know at least five minutes and you know those deer are real guarded to that blind you know he's smart and, mm-hmm. and he he didn't put himself in a bad predicament quickly yeah so you're and in a, are you in a tree or are you replaying 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 and thinking okay he if he quarters 
even the the smallest amount, I'm, that's going to be my opportunity. I'm going to have to take it. He's so, not going to give me a broadside shot, so I'm going to have to play this smart. So, were you, are you in a tree? Or are you on a ground blind? Where where I you? I was on on the ground on the ground in a blind. Okay, brushed in and everything. Do I now? It's all brushed in. The the blind mm-hmm. is yeah. So that's right. How far is he from you now? He was he come in where he came in he was about twenty seven yards and by that time he was right at twenty five. He had walked in just a couple couple of yards. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, he I was watching him and I kinda I saw him kinda hunch down in the front like I thought he might be getting ready to quarter just a tad. And when he did, I took my opportunity to draw, and I, I got drawn and, and got down on him. And sure enough, he he quartered just the smallest amount, and I buried my pen right in that front shoulder and and let her rip. I mean, just and I can tell you, I mean, I was nervous, but I was not shaking. My heart was about to beat out of my chest, <laughs> but I was as solid as a rock when I shot him and my shot felt awesome and I heard the crush when that when that broadhead hit that shoulder um oh my gosh I mean I, I just can't even <laughs> he, he kind of you know hunched down and spun and, and headed right back down where he came from and you know I tried to listen for the crash but I I get so caught up in the moment it's just it's so hard for me to I always try to pick the point. That's what Derek says. Watch where he runs to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. anyway, I, I that was at four thirty. I mean, I'd literally been in the in the blind for an hour, and I picked my phone up and I called Derek. He didn't get out of the office in time that afternoon to go hunting. And as soon as he answered the phone, he's like, "Did you get him?" And I was like, "I got him." <laughs> she wouldn't be calling if she hadn't, right? So you know, it's got to be good news. Hey, when that but my phone went off at four thirty one, and I was at my office, and it was Lacey, and I was like, "This is either going to be really good or really bad." Yeah. <laughs> That's it, really good or really bad. That's exactly right. Yeah. So, uh, and and thankfully, it was it was really good. But I tell you what, she she was tore up about it because I was trying to get information out of her. It's like, well, what the deer do? And she was she couldn't even get hardly a, a whole sentence out, and it was just she was just rambling and and all this kind of stuff. So we had to. I couldn't even get a word out not let alone a sentence he finally was like well what did he do what did he and i was like and i was like i can't talk to you right now i said well, go look at the shot site see if you find an arrow see if you find some blood i'll call you back here in a minute and we'll and i'll be and i'll be on the way so man that's, so, that's anyway, awesome he, um, he called a friend of ours um bart and his dog smoke and you know we just didn't want a chance there wasn't i had a little bit of blood at the shot site um i did not see the arrow when i when i went out um my arrow when he the deer left out my arrow was sticking in him so i knew i didn't have full pass through on him um but anyway, they got there about 530, you know, so an hour after I shot him and smoke jumped down out of the side by side and literally in, in less than five minutes, he was treed. Um, and we walked down in the bottom and probably about 150 yards from where I shot him from, he was bedded up forever sleeping. Oh, come on. That's, Just that, that's awesome. That is awesome right there. So... He 150 yards. 
Mm-hmm. Man, that that's awesome. That really is awesome. So tell me about the deer himself, though. I mean, what what are we looking at here? So he was he weighed about a hundred and I can't even one hundred eighty about one hundred eighty. It was right. an eight point, um, completely symmetrical eight point. And I know this is going to sound terrible, but like we didn't even we didn't even measure him. Um, so I don't really know what to tell you about that. No, I mean I'm okay with that because you don't you don't have to you know I think too many people put a number on a, on on a successful hunt. You know, yeah. I, the one thing I will tell you about the deer for me is, I we've hunted a lot, and deer. He, Derek has killed some massive, beautiful deer, but for me to kill, he he was he has the most beautiful matching rack on both sides, and I mean I I just can't I can't wait to get him to get him mounted and have him in the living room because he's he's beautiful um well that's all that really matters anyway walking up on those horns and seeing just seeing him there i mean i'm I'm telling you i don't know if you've seen the video or not but the emotions were flowing no Um, i don't think i saw the video i saw the picture um i know i saw pictures of him but i don't think i've seen a video yet well, I, I'll add just a little backstory for me with bucks. Um, Derek and I hunted in Kentucky. It's been two years ago, and, and I got an opportunity at a buck and just didn't make a good shot on him, and we were unable to find him and um, came home with my knuckles dragging. And then last year, well, last January, actually, I had recovered from COVID. I, I had a pretty, pretty bad case, and... Anyway, January, I was better and got back out in the sand the very first sit after being sick and uh, had my target buck, a buck we had been watching all season, come in at 27 yards, and I could not get my bow pulled back for anything. Like, literally, this deer, he was a 10-point, very widespread, beautiful deer. He was at 27 yards for 15 minutes, gave me every opportunity in the world to shoot him, and I literally could not. I tried to stand, I tried to sit, I tried to squat, I tried to put my foot on my riser, anything I possibly could do to get the boat pulled back, and I just I couldn't get it drawn. So I missed that opportunity on that deer. Um, so that has happened to me before, Lacey, so I can sympathize with that. It's been a long time, but I remember a time in Texas that I could not, I mean, I guess target panic or um, the excitement of the situation had me so messed up, I could not get to full draw. I could get about three quarters of the way back, and I just didn't have the physical strength to get to full draw. Yeah. It'll get you. I mean, yeah, that's that's a memory. So I remember, I sort of sympathize with you. I know what that felt like, you know? So there, there's been a lot of steam there. So to be able to, to have the success, I mean, it's just, I mean, it just, it's just like it all came together and, and super thankful and to be able to share it with Derek and um, just, man, one of my top tens for sure. Yeah, there's some great so times in your life. my but... first book with my bow, but that is actually my first book ever. So, um, well, that a way to break the ice now. That's, yeah, pretty stoked about that. <laughs> yeah, so the intensity of, of of killing your first deer, of killing your first deer, and then of killing your first buck, those are those are intense moments. You know, you sort of have to just live that moment, and it, it's funny because those moments, you know, like I can I can close my eyes and remember the first deer I ever killed with my bow. You know, I, I remember exactly what that felt like for me. You know what I'm saying? 
Oh yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't really go away. I mean, those feelings for me, you know. I think that's why I do it, you know, because uh, I don't know. It's something. It's something about a bow. And like I said, and we've had that conversation on this podcast before about you know, just something about having a bow in my hand, you know, and being in the woods, and then it's just something about that that's just I can't get with a gun. I guess is you know. It really is. It's like the the greater the challenge, the greater the reward. That's true. That's very true. I mean, there's always going to be that way. Yeah. But yeah, there's absolutely thing. I just can't get enough of a. I just can't get that with a gun. So shooting something with a gun, it just it's just not there for me. You know. So that's that's sort of why. Oh, you know. I get worked up even on a doe. I do too. I shoot a doe with my bow, and my heart's beating just. just I'm gonna tell you, and, and and the day I don't get worked up with when I'm shooting something with my bow, then probably need to, yeah. I, I probably need to reevaluate what I'm either at least what I'm hunting or what I'm hunting with, or or do something, <laughs> right. you know? Because I mean, well, yeah. You know, I tell people all the time, you just with bow hunting, you. I never in a million years could could dream how close you know you are with those species whatever you're hunting you know it's just it's, it's intimate you know and, and a, a feeling unless you go out and you, you you feel that yourself it's hard to explain and I, I don't think I could take my rifle back out honestly I mean I, I love seeing everybody out and, and doing and I want people to be outdoors and whatever they choose to hunt with I'm, I'm 150% behind that but for me, I enjoy that that challenge, that close knit. It's just, it's just something special. Yeah, it is. It, it is something about just doing it with a bow. I mean, like I said, it's not for everybody, you know. I mean, there are people who have to hunt them with a spear because maybe the bow hunting challenge is not as big a challenge right. anymore, you know. And that's fine. If that, you know, I, I always say, you know, as long as it's legal for you, I don't care if you kill him with a pointy stick. It don't matter to me. I don't care what you shoot that's with, it. you know. As long as it's legal, do that. And then, you know. I don't know. It's just it's just like that for me. You know, I know Lisa's only had a because she's sitting over here smiling because I know she's got the memories, but she won't. I, I do. I mean, I have, you know, it's 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 the sitting in the blind. But for me, you know, I, I had the crossbow. Yep. And it's the, the sitting in the blind. It's the it's watching the deer come in. Even though I missed it bigger than anything else, that was probably the most intense moment that I had. And then being, I think I was with Tristan on one of his bow kills. Yeah, you of were the with kids. Tristan on one, on that, his first buck with a bow. That you know, it's it's just the feeling. It's like you said, Lacey. It's the feeling of just being out there, and it's just mind-boggling of what the peace and the serene of of nature and god's great gifts you know that we have to sit out there and enjoy yes are you getting yes. teary-eyed I, she's I, a little teary-eyed. teary-eyed i am so guys. happy i mean it is Hi, just, that's okay. I, I get that way a lot <laughs> i mean it, it's just it's been so long though for me to and i and i'm sorry guys <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of that goes back to our daughter, her, her health problems, I think, is what Lisa's having some issues with that. Mo- both my kids have hunted. Both my kids grew up hunting. Um, so <laughs> she's all teary-eyed. I am so proud. I'm a little bit in awe of this. because she's get along real well because Lisa will dry, she'll cry at the drop of a hat. Yeah, she is so, she's so teary-eyed right now. I think she's remembering, you know, um, so I, I think maybe uh, for some people you forget what it's like to be out there. You can find a reason not to go hunting. You can find a reason yeah. not to pick up your bow 
you can find a reason not to do a lot of things. You can find a reason not to live your life. You can just, you know, work all the time. I did it for 20 years. All I did was work. I didn't really enjoy life. Now I'm enjoying life a little bit more because I have the freedom to do it. You know, but it is easy to do. So that's why I'm so I like I think I was so tickled for you when you went when because I'd messaged you about about getting on the radio show. Um, and you're like, man, I, I don't know if I can. I can't do it. Um, my schedule just won't let me do it. And then, bam, all of a sudden <laughs> there's a new hunt company forming. And I'm like, that son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of stuff. Uh, I had a lot of stuff in the in the works. And I just we're kind of keeping it, you know, we we wanted the announcement to be nice and we wanted it to be something that we kind of launched together. And so, uh, so we just kind of kept it to us there for about, I don't know, probably about three weeks or so. And, um, but it was, uh, but it's been a blast. I think I'm going to make it. <laughs> you think you're going to make it? <laughs> I think I'm going to make it. Oh. Hey, I'll tell you what, the, the memories that, that are made, uh, outdoors are really, truly memories that will last forever. And they are, you know, because I, I've, I've had the joy of sitting in the blind with both of my kids. And, with Hayden's and first with, deer. With Hayden's first deer. And, and Tristan's with, first bow buck. With, with Tristan's first bow buck. And um, it's just the, the feeling and their excitement. You know, I think I was probably more excited than they were, you know. Um, yeah. And... You know, I, I didn't have to kill. I didn't have to kill because it was the, the excitement for them. And with Hayden's with Hayden's first kill, um, Cliff was up. I don't. I was he, on the he, other side of the property was, in a he tree. He was on the other side of the property in a tree, and and the deer come out, and Hayden was sitting there. She had already taken her nap, and we were just sitting there. We had gotten her uh, her gun for Christmas, mm-hmm. and. I think I actually killed with her gun before she did, but no, anyway. I no, um, no, I didn't let you shoot her gun. I let you shoot Tristan's. Oh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> it was different. Uh, I, I didn't know if it was his or hers, but no, anyway. I let you shoot Tristan's. She was, she was sitting there, and I was like, are you going to shoot or what? And she was like, I don't know what to do. And I said, you pulled the trigger. Yeah, she knew. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, and as soon as she pulled it, I knew it was I knew it was a kill. And I watched where it went. And we called Cliff, and he goes, "Where did it go?" And I said, "It went the opposite direction from where it come in." And he goes, "That's unusual." I said, "I'm telling you, that's where it went." But um, you know, Hayden Hayden walked out of that with a deer and a black eye. You know, so it was. That <laughs> you know, it, it's the overwhelmingness for me right now because it's like Cliff said. You know, for two years I have put. I've put me on hold. Well, I have a little backstory that Derek, you, know, you and you and Lisa. So my daughter got around fifteen. She got she got the pretty day sick. She turned sixteen. They she turned sixteen. So she got pretty yeah. sick, and she'd been pretty. She's she's sort of been battling in and out with some with some health issues that have caused some anxiety and other issues that and just piles on and piles on and piles on. And so my wife, being the mother that she is, has been has literally put herself on hold to make sure that my daughter stayed healthy. You know. And been her greatest champion for her for her health and now my daughter's 20 and it's time for her to you know she can take care of herself and so i'm trying desperately to convince my <laughs> my lovely wife that you know my my daughter is perfectly capable of taking care of herself now let's move yeah. on and, and you know start enjoying let's let lisa do lisa again so i think that's where the emotion came from which i'm okay with and i'm absolutely okay with the emotion <laughs> yeah. because oh, yeah that's what you should be but 
man, tell me. Um, so, so what made you? I don't know. Why did you get the? Uh, or what made you start the uh, hunt coming? Because you were always, you know, you, you used to. Go, you always went out there. You uh, are you still doing the the D Rocks outdoor life? Is that part of? Is that part or did that sort of go away for the new thing? Well, uh, as far as the, the I'm, I'm still D Rock, but um, the I just basically changed the name of my. I had a page called D Rocks Outdoor Life, and I essentially I just changed the name of it to the Ridge Rock Hunt Company. Okay. For Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, and also my YouTube. Okay. So I already had a following, and and, and already you know, and it was all of it was 100 dedicated dedicated to hunting, and so it just made sense for instead of just creating a new page, just to yeah. uh, change the name and, and expound on expound on the one I had. So what made you do it? I mean, you like I said, you'd already been you'd been doing a little bit already. I knew you'd sort of been moonlighting because I've seen a few posts here and there. But what made you yeah. what made you just pull the trigger and just go all in? Well, you know, I, one of the things that, that I told Lacey, you know, back in October, probably September or something like that, maybe, and, and I, I just, you know, at some at points in, in life where you, you can get bogged down and stuff, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I just told Lacey, I was like, you know, let's just, let's just focus on having fun and enjoying life, exactly what you're talking about, and and that that conversation, of course, it, starting a new company was not at my, my at my, my forefront of my brain when I said that. It was just we we had both just been I felt like we just bogged down. So I just told her I said let's just get back to having fun and enjoying life. And so that's what we decided to do. And so we we, we got into spending more time with family. Um, and then I went. I, I had some folks that were asking me when I was going to start my new company or started when I was going to do, do my own company and, and then I just kind of got to thinking about it and didn't really think much about it and then me and Lacey kind of got to talking about it a little bit and then I took a trip out to New Mexico for a mule deer hunt with my bow during rifle season <clears throat> at uh, one of my outfitters out there and anyway um, I had a couple bucks coming in but then the cattle ranchers next door started uh, moving cattle out so that kind of squashed the two the two bucks that I was interested in shooting so anyway and, and I was it was it was basically my outfitter just gave me you know a thousand some odd acres and said hey go hunt you know go do, do what you do or whatever and I was like all right so I didn't have an opportunity to shoot anything and so I just had a lot of alone time by myself on top of the mesa in the canyons uh, with my bow in my hand and spotting and stalking and and just it, it was just one of those times where I, I, at the end I was like you know what I hadn't shot anything yet and I was kind of getting down at the down in the dumps and then I ran across this old cattle skull that was sitting right on the ground and I and it, when as soon as I saw that cattle skull clip I was like you know what life is short there's a lot of things that I can be thankful for and I am blessed to be able to be out here to blessed to be able to be out here and do this and I spent a lot of time with God when I was out there. Yep, a good time for reflection, searching. right? Yeah, yeah, just soul searching. Is is this you know is, is this something that I'm wanting to do for myself and for Lacey, or is this something that God's wanting me to do? And I tell you, man, it was just it was just like the good Lord said, "Hey, it's time," you know. And and it was and then I just at, at that point I made up my mind that it was time. And so I talked to Lacey, and, and I told her, I was like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to do it together. 
And I said, because she's really organized and keeps things in order because you know, she's been doing it with the NBA for quite some time. So it just made sense for her to just to handle handle the operation side of it and let me handle the outfitters kind of side of it and sales and, and, and knowing the places to go and places not to go and when and all that good stuff. And, and it would just... And it just kind of came to fruition from that. And and the other part of it, too, I was while I was out and I've been thinking about the name that I wanted it to be. And I'm from a little community called Ellison Ridge. And so the Ridge portion came from the little community that I'm at just as far as just family values, uh, you know, ground, uh, grassroots. Um, you know, part of my church, we got a church out there and all that kind of good stuff. And of course, I wanted to keep the rock from the D rock stuff. And of course, you know, it has a little spiritual tie in there with, with, with Jesus being the rock and a lot of, a lot of scripture with that. And, Amen. Um, and then the hunt company, we just, uh, I, instead of doing some kind of outfitters or outdoors or something like that, I just figured hunt company would allow us to maybe get into some merchandise stuff one day. Yeah. Makes you and, sound uh, classier, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Classy rednecks, baby. There you go. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that's that's just kind of how the Ridge Rock, uh, Ridge Rock got started. You know, I, I, another company I was with, they, um, you know, they gave me an opportunity and I took the bull and ran with it and. Um, and uh, so anyway, the good Lord's blessed us. And I tell you, we've been doing it since November the 8th, I think. So we're not even uh, two months in yet quite. And it's it's been uh, it's been unbelievably good because, uh, you know, and I, and I don't know if it's just people. I, and I don't I don't I mean, I just I do I do good business and uh, Lacey does good business. And we always try to do the right thing mm-hmm. uh, in all situations, and it's just uh, it's just worked out great, you know. And of course, I'm sure probably with it being my own business, I've probably put even you know more effort into making it go and thinking through exactly how we want a process to be and how we want to you know deal with the, the, the clients and the outfitters and keeping everybody in the loop and communication. I mean, it's just been a it's been a whole lot of brain power. And, and and even you know my my uh, daughter and her boyfriend coming up with our logo and I mean it's you know we just got our website up so I mean it's just it's just been amazing just how things just have come together to make it a success early on so it's been fun man that's awesome dude I'm I'm really am I'm, I'm really stoked for you and of course you know you've already sent me some information on a on a bear hunt that uh I'm, I'm weighing my oh shoot I'm getting the look now what do you mean a bear hunt yes I'm, I'm <laughs> I sort of let that slip. That was going to be a surprise for my own. Surprise. Yeah, surprise for, hey, I'm, uh, you don't need to buy me anything, Lisa. I'm buying myself something. You know? There's <laughs> not much there. I mean, it, I'm really not shocked about anything that comes out of his mouth anymore. Because it's, well, I've always it's, wanted to go on a black bear hunt, so it's, it's just something that I'm working on. So that was going to – so one of the things I wanted to ask you and, and was like, you know um, – well, I guess I'm, I don't know how you. Well, uh, the, speechless, guys. No, I'm not speechless. <laughs> I'm trying to turn, trying to figure out how I want to the terminology to be. My question is, what do you offer? Where do you offer? Or, I mean, if somebody wanted to find you and say, "Hey, like me," I said, "Hey, man, what you got? You know, I want to go bear hunting. What have you got? You know?" And and so you sent me some stuff. What else? Uh, what else do you offer? Uh, I offer elk hunts, antelope hunts, mountain lion hunts. Uh, turkey hunts are, are really big right now with, with uh, turkey season and um, man, the black bear, uh, moose, Canada, um, Africa. 
I mean, oh, just now, you're, now you're talking my now you're talking my language. So if you want to hunt it, we can find it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's and, awesome. Yeah, you know, I have a I have a handful of guys that if there's something that squirrely kind of comes up that people want to hunt that I don't have capabilities or, or connection with, you know, I have a handful of, of buddies, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about here. I have a handful of buddies that have probably been to some places and done some things, and if they say it's top notch and they say it's legit. Mm-hmm. Then you might as well you might as well just say, well, when can I go and how much do I pay? There you go, there you go. All right, yeah. So that's you know. But I don't. Yeah, I don't, and plus, even after that, I you know do a whole vetting process for for the outfitter. And um, but uh, but you know, after dealing with people for about three years of doing this and just getting the experience of talking to outfitters, and I mean, I you know I can talk to people and, and get a really good feel for how the hunt goes, how they go, how hard they work, and and everything that goes with it, but. Like I said, if, if I haven't been to the place uh, personally, then, um, you know, if, if I have a buddy that I trust that says this place is legit, this is how the hunt went down, you need to contact them about, you know, booking some hunts for them, mm-hmm. then, then I will venture out on that as well. But it's a it's a delicate process and, you know, with getting references and just, just having a good, you know, conversation with outfitters. Yeah. So how many, how many, like, I guess, how many outfitters do you represent right now? Uh, right now, I have 38, and I have about 20 that are, are on my list that I just haven't had time to uh, to contact. Mm-hmm. And, and those, and the, the 20 that I have on the list are, are places that my buddies have been. You know, and okay. I just, I just with initially with with the startup of this business, I already knew the 38 uh, really well. So I figured it was just it would just be better for me just to focus on that for now, and and then I can expand. You know, kind of my philosophy is I can. I can handle what I have, and then I'll add about two per month. And with those two per month, get to really know the, the, the whole their process, so they can understand my process, the ins and outs of the hunts. Talk to people, get a really good idea, um, and, and that way I'm not over. We don't get out of the fun fun yeah. portion. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this, because I, I mean, I sort of want this. I don't like I said. I, I got some questions for it because I want to. I want to <laughs> see you do well anyway. So I, I think any listener who we may have, I want them to be able to say, "Yeah, dude, I need to call. I need to call Derek Eves and let him try to help me find something." So how do you? Yeah. It, you know. So so I I'm a I'm a bow hunter. Used to go west all. Used to go west regularly enough, but I don't haven't been out there in 20 years or longer yeah. since I've been out there. Um. Or yeah. Probably probably 20 years or something like that 15 for sure um and i tell you hey man i want to start going back how do you how do you how do you figure out how to put me with an outfitter that's going to sort of suit what i need from from them how how do you sort of go through that process well the the first thing i'm going to figure out as far as what what species of animal you want to hunt what area you would like to hunt maybe even your physical capabilities um you know dates that you want to go what type of weapon you want to use and uh and then of course the big one is what's your budget you know um because uh you know you get all those as cheap as possible (laughs) i don't want to spend i actually i thought i thought this was free um what do you you mean i have to pay for this yeah yeah it's not free i want to kill a 400 inch elk and i've got a two thousand dollar budget 
that's me right there. That's, that's me. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, right? Because, I mean, first off, 400-inch elk just don't grow. I mean, that's just, whoo. Yeah, those all grow. You know, what are there? I, guess, like, I think uh, maybe maybe two handfuls of them, you know, in the freaking history. Um, yeah. There's, it's yeah. not like they grow on, you know, a 300-inch bull um, is, is a much more realistic, uh, a realistic expectation. That extra 100 yeah. inches oh, goes a long way. That but, is a long. That is a lot of. That's a lot of years yeah. on that on that head. Yeah, but so if but I, that's, that's kind of that's kind of how I do things. And just you know, if if people can give me information, you know, and that's that sometimes that can be a challenge because I tell people, well, just give me a text, shoot me a text because if somebody sends me something on the Ridge Rock Hunt Company page, a message, I'll say, here's my phone number. Shoot me a text. Let's get on the phone and. Because that's that's number one, the easiest way for me to figure out kind of where Cliff or where Johnny or where whoever and whatever, just get a real understanding of what they are wanting from a hunt. So that way I can, you know, number one, hone in on the locations that I have that kind of fit into the categories of what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, for all of the things that you answer for. Because if, <clears throat> if you ask me, and I have people right now that are asking me this right now. I was like, well, send me all the turkey hunts you have. I'm like, I, I don't I don't know if I have enough time to do that. You know, because it's we just have so many different places to go turkey hunt that just, all right, well, let's start off with, do you want to shoot, do you want to try to get a Rio? you want to get a Merriam, you want to get a Nasciola? You know, give me some ideas. And then, and so I have to start asking some questions to try to hone in because, I mean, it, you know, I don't have a, I have each one of my hunts kind of broken down per state, but it's just it just makes it a whole lot easier and a whole lot more efficient on my end if I can get more information from from the clients to to be able to assist and be specific and not waste their time. Yeah. So you have um and when when you're talking about like helping to book hunts, you I, I'm assuming you're running the gauntlet, right? So you have everything from from fully guided where the guide's going to be with you every step of the way to a drop camp do it yourself type hunt. Um, I have some drop camp stuff in the works right now. All of this, as far as the elk hunt stuff, is is uh, fully guided. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Now, I, he does have some DIY stuff on on some of the uh, private land, but it's not drop camp. Not drop camp. Yes. I, yeah. I, I, well, I take that back. You know, now I think about. It, I do have a drop camp in um, in Montana. Sure do. Yeah. Well, they'll pack you in, set you up in the, yeah. set you in the tent, and let you and let you go get it, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that's awesome, man. And that's what I, you know, like I said, I want to, of course, you know, you we become friends and, and I want to see you be successful. And I want to, I want to, I well, I don't know. I mean, I'm so cheap, dude. I don't know, man. You may, I may have to hit you for a discount or something. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm picking. I wouldn't, I'm not going to do that to you. Um, but no, I, I just want to see you be successful. I want to see this thing grow for you, man. I really do. Um, I think that y'all deserve it. If anybody does, it's probably you and Lisa. Y'all deserve it for all that you've done. So, uh, yeah. tell me about the Mississippi, so not everybody knows this, tell me about the Mississippi Bowhunters Association, what's going on there? Yeah, we, uh, well, we had a heavy push there for Christmas, people were buying a whole lot of hats and, and hoodies and memberships and all that kind of good stuff, but uh, essentially what we do with, um, and Lacey's the membership director and she can, she can pipe in here in a minute, but we, we try to promote archery in Mississippi, you know, whether it be for hunting purposes or whether it be for 3D archery. You know, we just, we feel like the archery community is a, is a tight community. You know, like when I, when I met you down there, was it uh, Brookhaven kind yep. of, or, or yep. Weston down that way? No, we were, yeah, we were um, in Brookhaven at, at the, uh, uh, 
It was an archery shoot. It was an archery shoot in Brookhaven. We'll leave it at that. I can't remember the exact, whichever yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, I can't remember either. But it was up. So that was a good time, and you know, and, and it's just people get together and they tell their hunting stories and they're talking about bows and what kind of arrow they shoot and the release, and and it's just uh, it's just a lot of fun. And everybody's just always so nice and and helpful. You know, Lacey was telling somebody uh, yesterday that or last night actually we were over at her her brother's house and and talking about he said well we're thinking about getting back into three D and well where where's the closest shoots you know and all this kind of stuff and his little boy is getting a bow or he's gotten a bow and wants to start doing some three D stuff. So you know you just never know with 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 where you are and, and what you're tied to and of course you too with a uh, with the arrow in the name of your podcast there you know oh, people, dude, we are absolutely sure devoted to nothing but archery i mean yeah yeah so people know. ask you and, and and knowing that i mean you have a you know you have a personal brand and you have a business brand and everything that, that all of us do and you know we're we're tied in with the bow hunting so we get questions and and we get you know you know a lot of a lot of stuff that come to us from the archery side and and we enjoy talking about it and we enjoy helping others uh either get better with archery or get into archery you know either either one and the other yep. thing too that i tell you that we do cliff is we we, we work very hard to try to promote the local bow shops you know that's uh that's just a, yep. a passion of ours because not everybody can tie d loop on or tie peep on or break down a bow have a bow press and you know and all that kind of stuff and so we we do a whole lot to to try to help promote the the, the, the bow shops in mississippi because they do such a great work to help educate yeah. and, and they're hard and, to and all that stuff well you. there are none i mean there's no you know, we got to go well we go to bnb if i need to go something i got to go to bnb that's the nearest one yeah. now is jackson you know all the local yeah. guys are pretty much closed up and it's hard the overhead is hard the big box stores mm-hmm. you know you order it on the internet amazon um you know so it's tough and I, I do i do i think it's a shame that, that we're seeing more and more of the uh of the smaller you know really customer oriented archery shops are now closing right. up because they just can't have they can't compete with uh lancaster archery supply and that's no no knock on lancaster at all but you just can't yeah. compete with that you know right you you can't well, compete with that kind of buying power the side that you get from the personal personal businesses that do it, you know, like BNB and a bunch of others, and BNB they they've actually sponsored for the NBA banquet this year. We really appreciate them doing that. Um, but uh, you know, you just want to get that personal touch and and people that know what they're doing, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just you know you just you can't you can't just pick up a bow and start working on one. You know, being a new person, so you have to start learning somewhere. And uh, but so anyway, we we appreciate we appreciate all the local bow shops and 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 techs and everybody that works on them, and and it's just a a valuable part of the tool to continue growing archery in Mississippi. That's exactly right, and that's what's what we really all want to do. We, at the end of the day, we all want to see it grow. I mean, that's what I want to see. You know, that's why you know I was telling. I think in I don't know if you've listened to any of our podcasts, but in one of our other ones, we were talking about. You know, um, I always have a, a couple of spare bows hanging in my shop all the time, and they are for people who maybe want to try their hand at archery, but don't have, you know, maybe don't want to buy something just yet, you know, or maybe they don't have yeah. the means yet, you know, or maybe they want to try it, but they don't know if they're going to like it, and they don't want to buy, you know, a $300 bow, you know, even a small starter bow. They don't want to buy that because they don't want to put the money into it and, and then find out they don't like it, you know. Right. So we need mentors. We need people out there who are actually mentoring and helping the next generation of hunters and i don't when i say the next generation i don't care if you're 16 or 60 
right. I, I really look at it, it it's it doesn't age doesn't matter when i say the next generation i mean the next person that's going to carry the mantle of archery and bow hunting in mississippi and in the united states to the next level you know to the next yeah. group you know we got to get more people involved you know and we just we don't have enough and, and there's never going to be enough i don't think yeah you know sharing the passion yeah you do you have to share the passion that's sort of what started the platform you know i started uh you know i started the radio show um from a passion for wanting to talk about hunting and being outdoors um and uh and then it sort of rolled over into this when when me and lee and wayne sort of met and you know put our heads together and said man we don't have 30 minutes ain't enough you know i mean we're just having a casual conversation and we've been here almost an hour now you know so 30 minutes ain't enough you know you can't really you can't really get into it you know by the time you get into some of your stories and stuff like that you know it, it just goes it goes fast so that's sort of how this this started because of a passion for what we're doing you know and then from you know i mean i look at it from a, I'm, a, I'm a business person i try to look at everything from a business perspective so yeah there is there an opportunity in the market for this yes there's an opportunity in the market but we probably would do it even if we didn't have an opportunity in the market you know oh, yeah, yeah. it doesn't there doesn't have to be you know um there's enough podcasts out there that if if this one never you know published another another episode we wouldn't even be missed that long you know yeah. but but there's a passion for what we're doing and there's an opportunity to grow a to, to grow a business um and you know so you can't ask for more than that you know so that's you know oh, sort yeah. of how all this started you know and i just right. i mean i just love this stuff it's it's all i care about you know um and yeah, i want to see lee, people and lee and wayne they uh they get after it too i mean they yeah. I, I, I lean on lee uh often and 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 you know i've sent what lee and, and wayne on the hunt for pronghorn a couple of years ago and of course you know, Lee's got a, a special place up in Colorado that he, he does every year. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne just got back from uh, Alaska. For he his did. Big, uh, you should listen uh, to that podcast, man. That was a fantastic episode. You should hear that. Yeah, well, I've, I've been meaning to call him and talk to him, but I'll, yeah, I'll have to go back. And when I'm on the road this week, that's generally when I try to listen to stuff mm-hmm. and uh, pull it up and, and make sure I, I dial in because I love a good story. Man, it's a, it, that took a minute to tell, but I mean, it was a fantastic story. Yeah, it was. Oh, I uh, bet. And I'm I'm like yeah. you, I, I drive a lot, so I listen to podcasts a lot. Yeah, I listen yeah. to a lot of them when no, I'm driving. You, you have a good crew on, on your podcast, there, dude. That's a, I have a lot of look, respect for all three of you guys. Let me tell you something. I, I'll give uh, since they're not here in front of me, so I'll give them a little props. Lee's a freaking stone cold killer. Ain't no but, doubt. I mean, I should, I should, <laughs> I should honestly bleep that out. I should never admit that. But that dude's a stone cold killer. I'll give him, I'll give him credit where it's due. He really is. And Wayne's yeah. no different. I mean, just they're they're killers and they're great guys and they're easy to talk to and that's why i enjoy them you know being on the bike. i wish they could be here but you know it's hard sometimes the, the the scheduling can really be a challenge for us um especially during deer. it'll be easier next year you know in the summer right now it's it's tough i mean lee's a full-time taxidermist got a full you know he's got all that going on like i brand said you new know, baby brand, brand new, baby. new baby just yes. uh right at a month old mm-hmm. i think yeah. yeah you know i asked him the other day i said what what, what you got his draw draw weight up to yeah <laughs> dude I, I, when i was over there yesterday i went over to his place yesterday for a few minutes to pick up some stuff and uh the picture he'd put on facebook with the with the ku uh with the q q u 
I don't remember what Kuyu. Yeah, it was it was Kuyu's. It was his first little onesie, and his both man. He had that thing blown up and put into a picture. It was fantastic, man. It was awesome. That's. <laughs> I mean, it, it's gonna it's gonna be really neat watching. Uh, hopefully, I get to watch him grow up. You know, um, over the, right. over the over the years. Hopefully, this relationship stays for a long time. We get to watch him grow up, and you know, I get to be there for some of the things that I know that him and Lee are going to be able to do. Man, that's going to be fantastic. I think it's awesome for them. You know, and then Wayne with you know he's a project manager. He's got a full schedule. Uh, little ones, you know, um, it, scheduling can be hard, but we're going to work it out. I mean, like I said, yeah. it's just part of it. Um, I'm the only one who's you know I'm sort of an empty nester now. You know, kids are pretty much grown. I can I can do whatever. It don't matter. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, I don't have well, to worry about it. My kids are older too, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, but. I tell you what, Izzy, uh, Izzy and Cole, that's Lacey's little, you know, I say little boy, he's 17 and Izzy's 14, and, but, uh, you know, I, I consider them mine too, so mm-hmm. I guess we can't be fully empty nested yet, but, uh, but it's, uh, well, it's it, good. it won't be long. It, it won't be long. I mean, I remember when mine were that age, you know, and, and sort of hunting and doing all these things with me. And now, you know, as they gotten older, they don't do <clears> as much, <throat> you know. Um, who knows? I, mean, I didn't hunt a lot when I was, I guess, 17 through 21, 22. I, I didn't hunt yeah. very much at all. Um, I was yeah. just doing other things with my life. Yeah, because I think you had just really started getting back into hunting when we got married. Yeah, I did. After we got married is when I started really getting back yeah. into it. And sort of, well, by then I'd settled, you know, um, yeah. sown the oats, had, had run the roads, had done all the stupid stuff and lived through it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a tr- that's true. I mean, I think yeah. Well, we don't want to tell the stories. We're just going to say I did the stupid stuff and I lived through it. You know, yeah. that's that's oh, all no. we need to talk about right there. That's enough. But yeah, now that I'm yeah. set, you know, once you settle in and sort of settle into your life, I think it opens up time for that again. You know, so yeah, because it's coming up on twenty seven twenty seven years into this month. Yeah, yeah. You are lucky to have me. Uh, yeah, well, we're not going to get I'll, there. I'll remind you again in a little while how lucky you are to have me. She is, Lacey. Just don't, don't, don't let her fool you. She's lucky to have a guy like me. You know, she is. She never has to buy anything for me. No, no, absolutely not. It's all, it's all, it's me. She's lucky to have me. She, she don't know. Derek, she has never had to buy me anything because I buy it for myself. Don't worry about it. I got it. I buy my own Christmas presents. I buy my own birthday presents. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just the way it is. You know? She always complains. I don't know if you do this, Derek. You probably don't. I'm bad about it because she'll... I don't give them anybody an opportunity to buy me anything. I really don't. When I like, if I want a new spotting scope, guess what? I just go buy a new spotting scope. And then she'll be like, "Well, I can't ever buy you anything because every time I turn around, you're buying something for well, yourself." No, I, I will we, say, we've had this conversation, the same exact conversation. I mean, the beginning of December, I told him, I was like, "Do not purchase a thing." I have actually went to the point to tell him that by the end of October, don't do anything because that gives me and the kids November. In December to try to figure out how to come up with the money to purchase some of the bigger gifts. Yeah, because I do have expensive tastes. I mean, Let's not lie. <laughs> you know, what is the statement? The 
beer budget, but the wine taste or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, I'm in the real estate business, so I always say that you got granite countertop taste and Flamica budgets. But. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I know there's still one scope in in the box on Amazon. There is a spotting scope in the Save It for Later on Amazon right now. I will admit, but you know what? Time's running short because it ain't at my house yet. Well, so when it's not in the box one day, it's not my fault. Well, I mean, it is because of the price. I mean, I even bucked him on a hunt that he was supposed to be leaving on tomorrow. <laughs> no, well, I got a. I was supposed to go to was, actually. Was I was supposed to go to, to Texas tomorrow. I was supposed to leave tonight about two o'clock and go to Texas. And it just so happens that I had some properties that are supposed to close. You know, we're supposed to close by the end of the year. And I told my my buddy who was going. I said, look, if they close, I can go. But if one of them, I got one that's pretty big. And I said, if it extends into January, like the first week of January, I can't go because I need to be at the closing. It's not really about. Right. I need to be. Look, they're they're paying me to do a job. I need to be there for it. You know. Sure. So at the last, you know, I found out um, like Thursday that it was gonna not gonna close on time, which means it would have had to close yesterday, and it wasn't. So I had to message him say, hey, look, dude, I'm sorry, but I can't go. You know, it is yeah. it is what it is because customers, you don't understand this there because you do it. Customers, my customers are the priority. You know, yeah. that that's the priority is my customers and my clients. When I'm talking about real estate, they're my clients. Though they are my priority. You know, and things that I want to do necessarily, you know, they don't always get done. A lot of times that gets put on the back burner. You know, my my clients are are my priority. You know, their needs and what's best for them is their is my priority. Do you need to move that? No, I'm just fiddling. Well, quit fiddling because you're making all this. You hear all this noise? That's me. I'm sorry. What am I going to do with you? I can't edit that out. Sure, you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. You're awesome. <laughs> she is hilarious. Oh, she got the awesome part right, though. She is. She got that part right. All right, man. Well, look, Derek, I appreciate you, man. I'm going to let y'all go. It's been an hour. I don't want to take up your whole uh, Saturday afternoon. It was supposed to be raining, which would have been a great time to do this, but now there's actually even time to get in a tree stand, maybe. You never know. Yeah, I think we have some tornadoes coming up, possibly. We're under some warnings up here in North Mississippi. So, Are you? Um, that's supposed to start about 7 p.m., I think, something like that. So, yeah, we we were going to go hunting this afternoon, but I told Lacey, I said, we're going to have about a 30-degree temp, temp drop from daylight to dark tomorrow. That's and, um, going to be a time. I'm going to be in the woods Sunday and Monday, yeah. I can tell you right Cliff now. Cliff told me. He was like, yeah. don't look to see me Sunday. And I was like, I wasn't planning on it. Don't look, <laughs> don't look to see me until the temperature goes yeah. back to 70 again. I mean, because... I don't know. I don't know what the temperature's been for y'all. Like today, it's eighty degrees down here. I don't know what yeah. it is up there, but um, it, the rut has been. You know, there have been a few. And if you look on Facebook, you've seen a few deer killed here and there. You know, but the rut has been primarily done at night. You know, deer movement yeah. is pitiful right now. You know, it really is. It, it, it is. It bad. really is. Now we did have one of. I have a big ten point that showed up. Uh, two fifty seven. He came. He came through one of my cameras, and I thought he was just passing through. And then he came. I had, had got it on a, a feeder, and he came back fifteen minutes later, and was standing there. 19 yards from the blind that Lacey likes to hunt. Oh, He's probably about on. 18, 19 inches wide. Nice, nice, pretty 10 point. So do you think he was coming through looking for does and then just started to circle back around and get him a bite to eat while since there wasn't any does around? Well, I, it was probably some does around because I got about six that come into that feeder pretty often. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, there's probably one over in that area that's... Uh, well... Where'd you go? Oh, there you are. Hang out for a little bit. But I only had that one picture of him, though. 
or there's two pictures of him, and then I think he probably just kind of stood off in the woods. Yeah, though. So, yeah, that's what I think. So I'm, I'm, I haven't checked cameras at any of my feeders in a, in a couple of weeks. Of course, they're not really coming to feeders pretty heavy down here. It's, I mean, your food plots a lot mm-hmm. of your. I mean, the food plot looks like it needs to be cut. You know, I mean, I need to take the lawnmower yeah. out there. It is so tall. Um, yeah, had a massive acorn crop down here. I don't know what y'all have, but we massive acorn crop, and uh, the lack of a storm and the drought we had kept those freaking um, acorns in trees for a long time, so they weren't falling, you know, on a regular. So, but the last couple of storms have helped. But even yesterday, I was up in a I was up in a tree yesterday morning, and I looked over at a I have a, a hedge growing right up beside me that I'm using for cover. That hedge has new growth on it. Really? I kid you not. I should have taken a picture. I didn't think to. But, you know, all the leaves on the on, on it are a darker green, but it's got new, brand new, fresh green leaves about an inch on about a lot of the limbs. It is huh. December. Why is there fresh growth on a dead? Now, I know it's a hedge, and they grow. It ain't hard to My kill. My elephant ears are growing back, if that tells you anything. Yeah, well, it, it's I really. Crowded. Yeah, and it's, it, all it is is about soil temperature, right? Soil temperature dictates that kind of yeah. stuff, and it is warm. And so everything. Now, I'm not saying the dog blood are blooming i don't think they're going to they know better but a lot of these you know a lot of these hedges and stuff are, are starting to put on new growth so i think the deer have such a wealth of a, a smorgasbord of fresh food out there you know but i mean we had corn people had corn rotten on the ground out here you know yeah. so oh yeah i mean it's, it's just been a tough deer season which on you know i look at it like this i look on the bright side of a tough deer season like this it means a lot of these three-year-olds and four-year-olds are gonna make it a year that's right. Yep. You know, horses next year. So they're going to the deer hunting will be better next year if we have a really cold winter. There'll be better. There'll be some more big bucks that are going to hit the ground. So that's always a you try to find that as a plus. You know, that's so right. That's got right. You got to find the silver lining and everything. But all right, man. So um, I appreciate y'all. I do, man. Lacey, thank you so much for for coming on with us, Derek. You, thank you. Congratulations on the nuptials, man. Um, uh, stay on the line for a second. I got something I want to talk to you about, but once we sign off here, um, okay. and in the meantime, guys, we appreciate y'all taking the time to listen. Uh, thank you so much. Um, Lacey, you got anything before we go? I, I don't have anything. Thank you for having us. I enjoyed it. Well, and, I appreciate and Miss it. Lisa, get your bow back out. It's it's time for you time. I, I think so. I think so. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear about it. <laughs> Thanks, right, Derek. You got anything? Man, I don't. I just appreciate y'all having us on here and uh, appreciate the opportunity and proud for you guys and what you're doing and promoting hunting and, and archery. And, you know, it's just now's the time that, that hunters need to stick together. It is. And, it is uh, absolutely. More so time. than ever. And I, you know, and I, and I preach that on some social media pages. But um, so anyway, just glad to see you guys doing what you're doing and glad to have your lovely wife on here today and happy to, uh, to, 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 Semi meet her, I guess. And yeah, you'll get it. You actually, you probably met her. You know, you probably met her at Brookhaven because she was up there helping James take care of all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, probably did. You probably did. Probably you did. Just, she, you probably did. But anyway, um, man, I appreciate y'all. Um, we're gonna sign off now, guys. In the same way I do it all the time. Um, one thing for sure, you cannot kill him on the couch. So get in the woods. Hey folks, this is Derek Ease with Ridge Rock Hunt Company. 
Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Uh, we book hunts from Canada to Africa. All of the outfitters that we book hunts for are vetted by me personally. And some of my buddies have been to some wonderful places, and so have I. And we like to share them with others. So if you're looking for a hunt, give us a call at 662-803-2001. And while you're at it, check out our website, www.ridgerock.com hunt company.com